Modern Vintage Radio. Welcome to the Podcast Planner. I'm your host, Addie Saucedo. And I'm happy to let you know that this show is all about podcasting with a content creation focus because content matters when you are sharing your voice with the world. There are many tools that we use as podcasters, but the single most important one of all is our voice. How we use it to share our message, how we use it to capture the attention of our listener, and how we take care of it is so critical. I just had to invite my friend who has been sharing his voice for over 17 years. In this episode, we dive into what I call vocal triggers. I started podcasting back in 2012 when there was no podcasting manual. Sure, there was one or two books on the topic, but with no actual recording templates or checklists. Fast forward to 2016, still nothing. I decided to change that. I have packaged five years of experience into the podcast planner. All the additions include the complete conversation triggers, content spinner, recording templates, and more to help you with your podcast. You can get two free templates when you join the VIP email list or grab the complete planner by visiting thepodcastplanner.com today. I'm super excited because I get to share one of my fun and talented friends with you. Not only is his mission for you to be the experience, but he has been on the Arizona airwaves for the past 17 years. He has an active YouTube show and a podcast, along with social media channels. He is known as The Shan Man. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you, Addie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you because going back to those 17 years of using your voice, and you're not only on the radio, you're on these podcast channels, you're on social media, you're doing Instagram stories almost nightly, I believe. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't think of anybody better to have on the show today to talk about how to use our voices to impact and hook the listener and also how to take care of our voices. But let's go ahead and get started with how to hook the listener. What would you say is the number one way that you do that? I think telling a brief story to kind of get the listener acquainted with whatever you're going to be talking about, the topic that you're going to be talking about. So utilizing a personal account of whatever it is that you are going to be referencing later on in your podcast, I believe that is the best way to hook a listener because if you just jump in and you start talking about a topic, it just doesn't make sense. So if it goes back to a very basic understanding of creating a beginning, middle, and end, typically when you write, like, say, a paper. So share a small story about what you are going to be talking about in the further minutes of your podcast so that you can hook the listener in on whatever it is you want them to uh, want them to be consumed by. I love that because it's so basic yet, and you have experience with this because you also help podcasters with their podcast. And don't you find that this is a common mistake that podcasters miss all the time? Yeah, like I personally believe like one of the deadly sins should be replaced by this one, you know, Yeah. (laughs) because I listen to podcasts, but I listen to the podcasts that are done by professionals that are done by either people who are in the radio industry that have been in the radio industry or know how to create a story somehow. I don't listen to podcasts that are, you know, I guess you could say they're indie podcasts and there's nothing, no disrespect towards them, but when I jump into one of their podcasts and they haven't gotten to the point within the first minute, two minutes, I'm out. I'm, I've tuned out. I'm just like, I'm done. And I have stuck through some of those podcasts where it has been listening for the full 30 minutes and they had no point whatsoever, whatever they were talking about. And that is just enough for me to be like, well, I'm not going to be tuning into that podcast again. And I'm unsubscribing as of this moment. So in order to get someone to come in, 
I think you need to start telling a very basic story. It's just basic structure. And I like that you mentioned that one minute because I hold that same standard for myself when I'm listening to podcasts. I have a huge library of podcast episodes that I want to listen to. So I'm also very protective of how much time I spend consuming content and if the content's even good enough to keep listening. So I'm with you on that. If the first couple minutes, I give it about two, three minutes. If I'm not hooked and it's a lot of banter and it has nothing to do with the show title, with the episode title, I'm out because I feel like they are not considerate and very protective of their listeners experience their listeners time because podcasts are free to a certain extent we spend our time that's our currency transfer between a listener and a podcast producer exactly i mean if you aren't giving a listener the quality that they deserve because they like you said they are taking their time they are making an effort to jump into iTunes or Stitcher or wherever they're getting their podcast and they're taking the time to search out your name and they're taking the time to push that subscribe button and they're waiting for that episode to come out. And by the time that episode comes out and if you are talking about absolutely nothing within the first two, maybe one minute to two minutes, then you've killed the most important opportunity, which is to gain a brand new and loyal listener. That's at least what I see. It's about attention span. Definitely. Now, what are some other ways that you can hook in the listener? Branding is a big thing for me uh, within the first couple of seconds. If a podcast doesn't sound right, it sounds kind of like maybe it would be a boring podcast. It sounds like maybe it would be like, ah, oh, it's just something that just, it, it doesn't sound exciting. When you're doing a, a medium and when you're creating a, a medium like this or creating the content for this medium, I believe that you have to create theater of the mind for them, whether it is you, whether you are creating sound effects, you're inputting sound effects. One of the things that I do in my person, in my podcast is my podcast is called Be the Experience. It's a uh, seasonal podcast, but I love to put in ambient noise, ambient sound effects. Um, and those are actual real sound effects that I am actually recording wherever I am. So as I put those sound effects in the layers of my my DAW, my digital audio workstation, I am also formulating a story that goes on behind it and I'm coloring the picture. I'm using, I'm using adjectives. I'm using particular adjectives, particular nouns. I'm, I'm utilizing basic grammar. And I think when you tell stories like that, you match it with sound effects. It really draws the listener in and they want to know more. Like the sound effects that I'm creating, they are just enough to get people to go like, well, I want to hear what they're saying in the background, but they can't quite hear enough in the background because I'm narrating and I'm narrating enough to where I'm giving them that picture. And then when there's something to reveal, when there's maybe dialogue that needs to be revealed, then inside of my DAW, I make it a point to level up or pop my my sound up to where that will continue to tell the story. That is what is included uh, in the first, you know, uh, few pieces of my podcast. I love to do that because it's always creating that sense of curiosity. Oh, I love that because I'm just not listening. I'm actually experiencing that atmosphere, the story with you, yeah. as opposed to what I really hate is when I hear other podcasters saying, I want my listener to feel like they're a fly on the wall. No, you want to make them part of your show. You want them to be together. So that's where I feel like what you're doing is perfect. And I feel like we all should continue to strive for giving that environment to our listener. 
I look at it like this. Podcasting can be anything you want to make it. It can be a morning zoo radio show. It can be a storytelling program. It can be an informational program. It can be anything that you want it to be. But in my opinion, and it's based off of my own personal philosophy, if I want my listener to be engaged in my show, I treat it kind of like a reality TV show or I create it like – and this is probably a poor example, but they did a really good job of it – like House of Cards – when you saw Frank Underwood, he would Underwood and he would talk to the camera, you know, and and he was not only including you and putting you as a fly on the wall, but he was also just bringing you in on the story when he would break that, that fourth wall and he would he would bring you in and tell you about the story, too. So the writers of that program did a, a fantastic job when it came down to allowing Kevin Spacey to, to speak into the camera. And it's just not House of Cards. There are other programs that I have seen do that. There have been movies that do that. And if you can make the listener a part of your program, then I think you won. Oh, love that so much. And I feel like also this is one of the tips I have for hooking our listener is directing the speech to them. So yeah. when I ask you for questions, I'll say us instead of tell me. It's tell us. And it's always directing to the listener, bringing them in. Even if I didn't have you on the show, I'm very intentional about saying you instead of saying, hey, everybody, thanks for joining me today. <laughs> Who is everybody? Yeah, that's a big that's a radio tip for all the years that I have done radio. My old program director and my current program director would say, like, don't say you guys like make it sound like you are talking to one person. Like you're talking to your best friend. And when you're talking to them, you talk to them as you. Hey, you, you know, there's certain ways to maneuver in and out of the speech. Whenever you're talking on the radio, you can say you guys don't hold me to just saying you, but you can't say you guys. But it's much better whenever you're talking to your audience and you can say, you know what you should do right now? You really should be buying your tickets for this program or you really should be looking at this on the Internet instead of saying you guys should look at this because it's not inclusive. It just does, it doesn't bring them in. It just it doesn't make them feel like they're the part of your life. They just are another listener. And I don't like that. I Even though I can't meet every listener, I still want them to feel as though they are part of my universe. Right. And I think we need to remember that as podcasters, we're producing a show that's a very intimate medium. Most of the time people are listening, they're listening within their earbuds, one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. It's not so much, it happens, but sometimes people don't just put on a podcast and have their whole family listen to it while they're cooking or while they're in the car driving. A lot of the times it's a one-on-one -on -one experience between your show and their ears. It's a very yeah. intimate medium. So that's why I feel like it's very important to always talk to them directly as opposed to making it non-inclusive and saying everybody and hey, you people. Yeah, it doesn't translate as well. And those are the little nuances about radio that people just kind of overlook. They think that I just get on the radio and that I'm just talking. I'm like, no, there's there's specific little things that I talk about. You know, I couldn't tell you all of them, all of the things that I do. But when I'm in the moment, then I can tell you, this is why I did that. This is why I did that. This is why I did that. You know, I can tell you exactly my reasoning or purpose. And there are little nuances but they they go a long way over the long term and people you know now walk up to me and they just they tell me things like you know I feel like I am in the studio with you or that I am your best friend or that you know you make me a part of whatever it is that you are creating and and I have seen other radio personalities where they don't get that same type of feedback they treat it as though 
it's just a job. They go in, they speak on the radio, and they leave. But I have always been fascinated with the nuance of of language and the nuance of voice, like not just your physical voice, but the actual literary ver the, the voice that you are sharing into into the world that will allow the listener to become a part of your universe. That's awesome, Shannon. You're welcome. So let's get into taking care of our voices. Like I said, you have all these different channels. How do you take care of your voice? What are some tips that you can share with us? I'm very cognizant toward the idea of taking care of myself, my health, my voice as much as possible. And if I were to start with step one, it would be nutrition. Nutrition is a major, major key to taking care of your own voice. And as you get older, you tend to have more of those frogs in your throat and you tend to have more of the the mucus that is in your throat and you're constantly having to clear your throat. Those are just real simple things. But when you learn about nutrition and you learn about the things that you are consuming, the foods that you're consuming, you learn that those foods contribute to the how you are projecting your voice out in there. So for example, if you are a dairy drinker or you know you consume dairy, dairy is a major, major problem for a lot of people when it comes down to their allergies, it comes down to the mucus in their throat. And when I gave up dairy, I gave up dairy completely. I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't still drink dairy or I don't consume dairy, but it's in very, very, very small amounts. But when I gave that up, I noticed a significant difference in the amount of crap that was in my throat. Especially before you go on the microphone. Avoid, you know, highly dairy and caffeinated drinks because the dairy and then caffeine is one that I figured out recently that that's very bad for our throats, especially when we're podcasting. And Mm -hmm. we use our voice as a professional. And if we start to degrade that or harm our voice, our tool, our number one tool, then there is no show. Right, exactly. You have to take care of your voice. I mean, years ago, years and years and years ago, when I first started at radio, I used to smoke. I was a big time smoker, smoking cigarettes, okay? And the reason why I smoked cigarettes, because back then, every jock that I knew had this incredible voice. It was deep. It was sultry. It was, it was, it sounded authoritative. And one thing I had realized back then was that all those guys smoked, but I had also realized later down the line when I was smoking and I was having trouble breathing, which is a big thing when it comes to taking care of your voice, breathing and learning how to project and use your diaphragm to deliver your message. I also learned that it was affecting how my voice sounded and it wasn't that it was bad, but I was having trouble delivering the speech out of my throat, out of my mouth and it became a big problem and I was constantly coughing and I was constantly clearing my throat and I was damaging myself and I have done the damage. But since then, I now take care of my voice with uh, nutrition and um, diet and nutrition is just that's a that's a big thing for me. I utilize things like um, like bone broth. Bone broth has uh, compounds, chemical compounds within the broth. It's got to be homemade bone broth. This can't be store bought. It's homemade bone broth. And whatever is in the broth, it breaks up the mucus that is in your throat, in your nose, and it keeps you clean a lot of the times. So drinking something like bone broth really can keep your voice and your throat in check and keep the lining of your stomach and the lining of your esophagus 
um, always in a healthy, healthy state so that you aren't suffering from that mucus uh, that, you know, just a kind of a mucusy sound that comes out of your voice. And then there's herbal teas without caffeine that you can also use if you're vegan and, or vegetarian, if you, you don't like the bone broth. Um, I was going to ask you this about water because I've heard it a mixed reviews or mixed tips about water to help you when you're speaking a lot. Does it have to have a certain temperature? Can it be cold or does it have to be room temperature? Does it need to be warm as if it was tea? Uh, well, when you kind of look at it, you think about in terms of temperature and you look at waters as cold. When we drink something that is colder, and this is just, I think, logical. When you drink something that's colder, it constricts the muscles within your vocal cords. It will constrict everything. At least that's what I have experienced. And like I'm a big per I'm a person I shouldn't do this. I eat a lot of ice. I just love to chew on ice. And and if you're a person who likes to chew on ice, you notice that you start numbing your tongue, but you're also numbing the back of your vocal cords, and it becomes a lot harder to speak. So it's better to have the water that is either room temperature or have something that is warmer or hot. So like we said, bone broth or teas, another thing that you can do that is very helpful, um, and I'm a very holistic individual, uh, is um, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar with hot water um, and then put some honey in there, put about a tablespoon of honey, and that really works well. I mean, it has a number of benefits. Um, you know, it, it it will help you sleep better. I mean, it just apple cider vinegar in your body will just it'll help you sleep better. It makes your skin look better. It just it, it cleans your teeth. I mean, it has so many benefits, but it also will help protect those vocal cords and keep your voice in check. I haven't tried the apple cider vinegar for vocal warmups or just while I'm podcasting, but it's a drink that I have in the morning that I have found it benefits my, it, my system just feels cleaner. I feel more energetic as if I, instead of having caffeine coffee, I've yeah. turned to that and it's just amazing. Yeah. If, if, uh, if any of the podcasters that, um, listen to this, if you are listening to this right now, um, see what I did there. If you're listening to this right now, consider going out and, 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 doing a mild cleanse. I wouldn't say to anyone to go out and go full on my, uh, a cleanse because you're, you're going to fail at it. Start slowly, start, start methodically, start incorporating the apple cider vinegar in your diet. De don't do it. I would highly recommend that you do not do it straight because it will burn your throat and you can choke. Um, so make sure you're diluting it with the water, making it hot. And especially right now that we are reaching uh, winter months, it's, it's a great drink in the morning like you do. But I also drink it at night because if I drink it at night, it helps me sleep better. But even whenever I'm podcasting, I need something that will get my voice in check. I utilize it. It's a great probiotic for your stomach. It'll make you feel better all around. Thank you for sharing that. Not a problem. Shannon, as we start to sign off, can you share one thing that you're working on that excites you? Right now, I'm excited on working on a brand new program that I will be launching hopefully in February or March of 2018, and it's a sound design course for podcasters. So if you know how to edit, that's one thing. If you know how to edit on Audacity, that's one thing. But I want to get people to graduate into something that's a little more hefty, um, something like that's that's like Adobe Audition. And I will teach people how to create their own sound designs 
their own sound brand so that it can set them up for a monetization model later on down the line if that is something that they are interested in. Instead of paying someone like me like three or $400 to create a 15-second piece for their podcast, they can do it on their own and they have that knowledge and those tools to create anything they want and even go out and get their own business and develop some of those sound brands for themselves. That's so valuable to have that talent, not just for that one-time intro, but you can always use that talent that you've learned from Shannon forward in your podcast in many different pieces. So that's really awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I think I think people who are serious about podcasting will love it. Um, a couple of other things that I guess I'm excited about is that I just, you know, I've been really active on my website. I released a um, a program on how to develop unique podcast art for your your program, your blog, your Instagram. I mean, you can see all these on my Instagram, these photos that I create on my Instagram. And so I just released a program on that too. And lastly, of course, the release of my podcast, season two of my podcast, Be the Experience, that will be coming out uh, in January and February. That's totally awesome. I'll have all of that information in the episode notes so that it's easy for you to find that. Uh, I know you can hear Shannon telling you where it's at, but all the links will be in the episode notes. Shannon, thank you so much for joining me today. Not a problem. Thank you for having me, Addie. Shannon, aka The Shan Man, is such a great guy. I highly recommend you following him on Instagram and catching him on his YouTube channel. Links will be in the episode notes. Now, here are a couple extra vocal triggers when it comes to capturing the attention of your listener. Number one, pacing. The speed of your speech is important to the content. And number two, being yourself. We gave you some tips today that you may not be used to, so take the time to practice and start using them when you're recording your show. The best way to capture your unique audience is by being yourself and not trying to be like somebody else. Okay, so back in September, I got really sick and lost my voice. If there's no voice, the show can't go on. As a professional podcaster and speaker, we have to be diligent in taking care of our voice. I know we mentioned a few, but I just wanted to give you a couple more that I have recently learned and they have helped me a lot. So here we go. Number one is warmups. Warmups help a lot because a lot of the times when we're podcasting, it's for a certain duration of time, as opposed to having a conversation with somebody where you're just bouncing off and taking turns in speaking with somebody. So how do you warm up? One way you can do it is light bubbles, and this ranges from low to high. Now, I would demonstrate that, but after a couple tries, I just couldn't keep, uh, I couldn't stop myself from laughing and actually put that out there. So just do some light bubbles with your lips and go from a low to a high. And then the second way to warm up is doing sounds that's more like a whoop and a weep. And you kind of do those again, a low to high. So whoops and weeps help a lot to warm up your vocals. Those are two ways to warm up. Now, the second way you can take care of your voice is water. Always make sure you're hydrated. I know we brought this up in the discussion with Shannon, but I just had to highlight that one more time. Always drink a lot of water before, during, and after recording your podcast. The third way, herbal teas without caffeine. Number four, taking care of your health, getting the right sleep that you need, get active, move your body around. And number four, avoid these things before talking. Number one, here's caffeine again. And then there's spicy foods or drinks, greasy or fried foods, and then dairy. So those are the four to avoid before hopping on to record your podcast. I encourage you to take these tips Shannon and I have shared with you today 
And remember that our voice is what connects us with one another. This episode is a complete production by Addie Saucedo. That's me. For more episodes, freebies, and information, please go to thepodcastplanner.com. If you like the show, please tell anyone that is interested in podcasting or leave your honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on social media. Just search Podcast Planner. Be sure to subscribe to the show to make sure you get all of the episodes. Thank you so much for listening to the Podcast Planner. Until next time, plan, record, and share your voice with the world. Hey, welcome to the backstage. Here's an extra tip from Shannon. You know, one thing I forgot to mention, I should have brought it up and I forgot, is that whenever you are speaking into the microphone, uh, depending on the mood that you want to set it at, you should smile. Always smile. It's not because you're happy, but because it comes over the microphone better. The pregnant pauses are great, especially when it comes down to um, if you're talking about something that you want to make it's it's more of a, a poignant point or it's, it's more galvanizing and you pause and you let the listener hold on to that pause and then they're just like is he gonna say something and then the next sentence is something that, that's really profound and those pauses like just putting thought into whatever it is that you are talking about i think when you use pausing like it makes the difference in the world as to whether or not someone's like they're holding they're on the edge of their seat waiting they're like I want to know what he has to say and then if it's something that maybe is even more funny like you you make people pause and then you say something funny it captures that emotion and it really reels them in thank you so much for sticking to the end